0: Gross. You're back from California. Earlier, you said England, and I'm pretty sure you didn't go to England. You're back from California, correct? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's it's tough getting acclimated.
0: How how has it been coming back, like, with time change and stuff? Does that mess with you?
1: You know, it's funny. Not not really. I've traveled so much that I, and plus my sleeping habits are so erratic, my body can't really keep up with when things are different. (laughs) But I keep getting up super early, which I think I'm supposed to get up later if I come in this direction from that direction. Yeah. Yeah. No, I keep I keep waking up at five a.m. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and today I woke up at five a.m. every morning.
2: Does it have anything but, to do with that rooster?
1: No, no, no. Can, can you hear him? Is he, was it was it here? Did you hear him? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah. The, uh, no, 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 no. Because I, I stayed... Uh, yeah, no, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. no. no, no. no i just getting, getting up earlier right? But then I fall back asleep and get up at 12. You know, try not to do that. Oh, but... I see. No, I get up at, at 5 That's and not... I just dilly-dally on the phone for a little bit. And then I go back to sleep pretty harsh. And then I get up at like 8 or 9. But today I got up in time. Hmm. And... It's nice being back. It's almost like I never even was gone. I just jump right back into things. But now, well, before I left, there were so many very specific things that needed to be done, like the trailers and a few other things. And now that I'm back, there only is just a few vague things that need to be done. So I really have to focus and I really have to take a minute and really decide what I have to do. So I have a list and I have to prioritize the list. and. Going one of the first things is going into Black Friday and in the Christmas season, making sure that the web store has stuff. So that's one thing we, me and Aaron agreed to this week is that we're going to really just start making stuff for the web store, and making sure because everything's always sold out. So I got to make sure that we have some good stuff in there. So that's why I started playing with ice picks last night on Instagram, and I'm going to be making some more. We have some regu- regular ice picks are, are easy to make. It's the specialty ones that are always difficult to make. Or just take time. So I started making the magnet ones last night. And uh, today we're going to see and see a bunch of push sticks. We're going to try and do... While I was away, I play, came up with the joke idea of making the push stick with the fingers on it. And one of the fingers is missing, as if it's my pinky missing. So we're going to make a bunch of those today. The Making the trailers, having the surplus of the trailers in the shop... Well, should I should change that. Having the surplus of wood for the trailers... So we ended up with a lot of extra wood. And I said to Aaron, um, you know, I wanna let's let's promise ourselves that we're gonna use this wood to turn it into profit by then making it into things to sell on the website. So all these extra cutoffs. And I have a whole bunch of cutoffs. And then we're gonna use so we it's like the eleven the ply plywood, that nice looking plywood. I have like a 30-inch piece times like 30 sheets so i have like 30 by like it's like 30 30 inches or 29 inches by four feet by about 30 pieces oh, wow so we're gonna all half inch thick so i'm gonna try and see and see as many things as we can out of that stuff just to have on the website again we'll just do the push sticks for fun and uh yeah so i mean i think it's part of the sub- subject we're going to talk about today but uh, you know really being self motivated and just looking at like the free time that i have now that i'm back and there's not nothing urgent and just how to utilize it so i figured the most important thing right now to be get get stuff for the store and then i have to slowly get acclimated into doing my youtube videos again cuz when i was here before i left i was on a roll i had a pretty good uh, understanding of what was coming up and what I needed to do. Now I really have to prioritize and figure out what's going to be my next video. At the moment, I don't even have an idea for my next video. I have a million ideas. I just don't know which one it's going to be. Hmm.
0: Did Did you shoot any like vlog stuff out there that you could kind of wrap up that trip? You know. Yes,
1: I did. I i i, I have a uh, a folder on my my iMovie called California and it's all the stuff I shot hanging out with Frank and just a few people and the car stuff. I'm hoping to see if I can make a deal on that car. So I'm waiting to hear from the car dealership that I went to on that antique car. So if I do, if I do get that car, that'll probably be my California trip video if I do get that car delivered to New York, but that's not going to happen anytime soon. I mean, it's not going to happen this week. So it'll be probably a month or two before that happens. If I decide to take it right now, they have the, they're going to pull it out of storage and try and get it running and driving. Cause it's been a long time. They said, and if they can get it running and driving and send me a video, then we'll start negotiating a price. So we'll see. I think I'm going to take mm-hmm. it a few people, a few Stop. sponsors already started. And they're like, Whoa, you're going to really, you think you can do something with that with our product? And it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe so so we'll see we'll see where it goes but it's uh you know i keep justifying if i do get that little dream car of mine it's all for business it's not for my own selfish needs it's not for my own hoarder tendencies it's for business yeah sure
0: tell that to all the other trucks that will be standing there (laughs) crying looking at that car going but you were gonna work on me Speaking of, last week, when you were talking about all of the different cars that you had gotten over the last year, somebody sent us a message, I don't remember who it was, and said, like, he forgot about the forklift. Because you got a forklift last year, too, and
2: that's technically...
1: (laughs) COVID, the year of the truck and the forklift. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I I got back, and my friend Mike, who uh, is also doing... Not Mike the Fireman, he's a different Mike, who lives in this neighborhood... He is redoing one of the bedrooms with his friend Brian and doing a really good job. So they worked on one of the rooms in this house while I was gone. And they're doing a really good job with Taylor's direction. And also, he fixed up one of my trucks. So I left the truck at his house and he did a lot of work on the truck. So it's like mechanically, it's like really sound. So now me and Willie are going to start working on the, on the cosmetics of it. So it's nice to know that like mechanically, it drives, stops, goes good. All everything is old new and everything is should be as it should be. So... That's good. So one of those hmm. trucks. And then my other truck is also really good. The blue one. I just got to work on the, on the putting the new sheet metal on, which I'll make into a video. So much things to do. So much things to do. Is that a sentence?
2: So many no. things to
1: do. <coughs> it's a t-shirt. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry. I leaned into the microphone and cough. You can edit that out.
0: <laughs> that is a t-shirt. He should tell so, so much things to do.
1: So much things to do. So little time. Wait, check that. Yeah. Well, that's my Willy Wonka reference. What but, what are you doing right now? What I, is that? Oh, this is sandalwood. This is a piece of sandalwood stick. You guys didn't know I was a hippie, did you? This is sandalwood. No. Taylor buys this for the house. It smells nice. and So I have a sandalwood stick. It's just a piece of sandalwood. You burn the end of it. You guys never saw that? No. You guys don't no. have hippie girlfriends?
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> wife's kind of a hippie, but we've never burnt sandalwood inside the house.
1: You guys know I have a ghost problem, right?
2: Well, I do know. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. That would be. No. I mean, there's actual smoke coming off of That that would be setting up fire alarms here or smoke
1: alarms. No, yeah. I know. Well, I don't have a smoke alarm in this room. I do, but the battery's probably dead. But
2: <laughs> <laughs> today's show is about avoiding safety.
1: <clears throat> no, the house has uh, this house has. I I never counted the rooms in this house, but there's probably like 30 rooms in this house, and every room has a smoke detector. And when one battery is low, it's hard to find it. Because it's like we got to like check every single room to find the beep. But sandalwood smells really nice. It's it's like a, it's like an air freshener. It's like a hippie air freshener. Mm. And every once in a while, it sits on my desk. I burn it because it smells nice. Mm. <laughs> I, I just did it kind of out of habit while we were talking. I just see smoke coming
0: up
2: out of the frame on the Skype call. And I'm like, what is happening over there? I, I, I think back to my earlier days... And we had this cat, me and my roommate, and the cat peed everywhere in this house that we were in. So it always smelled like cat piss. And we would just light menthol cigarettes, and that would be the air (laughs) freshener. (laughs) Menthol. Uh, well, yeah. so now that you made that ashtray
0: and you don't smoke, oh, yeah. you could use it for sandalwood. You yeah, there you go. Just keep the stick around and light oh. it on fire and it, put it in your ashtray. And all so comes just together. Just a quickie.
1: The other night, Taylor and I, so while I've been gone, the house has had a little bit of ghost activity, supposedly. I told the story, I don't know which podcast, if it was this or the other one I do, where the shower the turns here. off. Did I tell it? Where the shower turned off. And I went down and reached for the knobs and the knobs were both turned off. I was in the what shower the with my face, like washing my face. And I was looking up at the shower head, and the shower just shut off. And I thought, maybe it's the frozen pipes, because it was kind of like in the beginning of the summer when it was still cold. I was like, no, it's not that cold out. And then a frozen pipe will trickle. It wouldn't just shut off. Because if you live in a house like mine, you know exactly how frozen pipes behave. And <clears throat> and I reached down. like I looked up at the shower head, and I was like, okay. Well, my eyes were closed when the shower turned off. And I thought, okay... Maybe somebody shut the water off on me, and I was home alone, but I reached down and grabbed the knobs, and they were both shut off, so in an instant, the knobs shut off I don't know how some sort of paranormal activity turned them on, finished my shower. you guys are both silent now you're not, there's no fun in there huh? no jokes there you are both thinking no. <laughs> we, we haven't heard any of this <laughs> oh I okay, I must have said it on fits all so yeah, so that happened in like March or April, the shower turned off I was taking a shower and Lately, Willie said, while I was gone, Willie said he saw a figure in the house, looked down at him from the stairwell. Like He said it was a guy just standing there looking down at him. But Willie's super not scared of ghosts. So I was like, well, what did he look like? He goes, I don't know. He was just looking at me. I don't know. I'm like, what was he wearing? He goes, I don't know. So I don't know why he didn't take better notice. I think he was scared. And he didn't want to admit it. And then um, there's been like a couple weeks over the summer, I looked out, like my camera went off, my ring camera, we were out to dinner and I looked and my my cat was outside. I was like, why is my cat on the back porch? So we got nervous, thinking okay, one of the doors to the house is open. And so we came back from dinner and came to the house, and none of this house has like 18 doors into the ground floor. So one of the doors... That is never that has never ever been opened was opened I mean it, it works mechanically, it works, but we never use it to go in and out of the house there 's a slide lock on it that 's always locked, so that weird door that 's off to the one of the bedrooms was open the, there 's only one bedroom on the ground floor, but that 's my bedroom, so the door with a slide lock was open, and that 's how the cat got out while we were gone. We came to the house and like all the typical doors were closed. we were like, well, how did she get out? And we couldn't figure it out. So I wandered around the entire house and realized that back door was open. So that was weird because not only was it open, it was open completely flat, wide against the other wall. It wasn't just like open like six inches, it was open like completely wide. Like you'd have to pull it and mm. like rub it on the floor to open it all the way. As early as last night, I walked into the kitchen and as I walked into the kitchen, the kitchen door just swung open gently. And I, I don't know. It could be some of it could be just like wind and mechanic like when you pull one door, it like sucks the wind in from the other parts of the room, you know, because every room's got five doors in my house. It's like the Winchester mansion here. And so the other night we went to Walmart to get candles because Taylor spoke to somebody who's, who knows about this stuff and said, Oh, you need to burn candles. And if the candle goes out every time you, you light it, it's because somebody doesn't want to leave. And, there's, there's a whole more to the story but we can make a whole podcast about it but i can keep <laughs> talking about it. one other thing one other weird thing so okay. there is one before i owned this house 16 years ago i came here with my former girlfriend and her mother and we were walking all around the house and her mother went to walk into one of the bedrooms and she said i'm not going in there that's where somebody died and we're like oh great thanks i'm like <laughs> Heather is my ex, and Heather she's like, great, Mom. We don't even own the house yet, and you're telling me that people died in it? And she's like, something's weird in that room. So she knows, she didn't go in that room and whatever. And then when I owned the house, the paint in that room peeled. And I always joked with Heather. I'm like, it's funny. Your mother thinks somebody died in there, but now the paint is peeling in that room. The plaster in the room peeled off the walls, and it, that room has always been weird. And so... While I was gone, Taylor had a friend who knows a little bit about extraterrestrial activity, I don't know, whatever it's called, paranormal activity. And she walked through the house, and she had the same thing when she went to that same room. She said, there's something something in that room that doesn't want to leave. That's how she put it. There's something in that room that's not ready to confront whatever. I don't know the paranormal vocabulary very well, but she said something to the effect of, there's something in that room that doesn't want to pass on or move. And it was that very room that where the paint peels and things are weird. And so, Huh. anyway. Jimmy, mm-hmm. I, have, I have an idea.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you should move. <laughs> <laughs> that's my idea. That's it. No, that's all I, I got.
1: And, you know, everybody that's ever stayed here, and there's been... I'm, I'm just, I just realized my computer's not plugged in because I'm getting a warning that the battery's dying. Um, there's been several people that have stayed here, and... It seems like every, as far as I could tell, everybody's had a pleasant experience. I've been in and out of this house for 16 years, and I've always had nothing but, you know any kind of weird activity. Like I thought I heard somebody whisper in my ear once, and I turned around and there was nobody behind me. But like nothing has been super scary. Another time I was sleeping mm. upstairs, and there was a, a, a bright flash of a light, like, like a thunderstorm. But it was you know, it was a summer night, there was no thunderstorm. So there's been like weird things, but nothing like, you know, like I haven't seen like a like a glass floating around the room or anything like that. Just like doors opening and closing. And it's funny when I said this story uh, on my other podcast, Eric goes funny. He goes, he goes with all the things that ghosts can do. The only thing you think to do is turn your shower off. Like, (laughs) like, (laughs) Like he's playing with you, like of all the things he could like knock over a chair or make you scream or whatever.
2: And it's probably so exhausting. Like they only have so much energy, and then they got to save it all up, and then they use it to turn your shower off. They get all ready,
0: and I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna get this guy." I don't. I don't really know what to do. Well, Taylor's
1: friend. Taylor's. Taylor was here when when our friend was here, who did the paranormal examination of the house and she said there was lots and lots of people walking around this place lots outside she said there's like traffic there's people walking all around outside in the house there's mostly children it's kind of weird like i said it goes i don't want but... to hear any of that for... <laughs> 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 and i don't i don't know enough about like i said does this mean the children died at that age or or do they go back to that age like why are there children in that like why are there children in the house you know what i mean like this house didn't yeah. have like 10 children that died in it and, be surprised if it ever even had one that died in it or you know that like or is it children that are associated with this house that visited that died that came back you know i don't know i have no idea i mean maybe people listening are are probably going to get 20 emails this week but i really don't know i don't know
0: i think those are emails i don't think i would want (laughs) to get
1: but the long story (laughs) have fun the the whole thing the reason i brought this up this week me and taylor went to walmart to get candles (laughs) to burn in the house (laughs) And that's why I did my Walmart story this week, because we went to Walmart gotcha. and that's why I and the sandalwood is sitting on my desk. And I'm really burning it for the smell, but it's reminding me of the ghost stuff that we have to do. And gotcha. that's and that's I why see. I that's how that whole long story came about me playing with the sandalwood. So that's it. Cool. That's well, what, are you
0: guys ready to hit record? You wanna get started? <laughs> <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> that's what I got going on this week. Uh. Yeah. Wow. So, David, what terrifying things are happening in your home? <laughs> yeah. So, everything I'm about to
2: say is super
0: <laughs> boring compared to all of
1: that. No, um, let me, uh, you know, we we didn't have a subject. We had a subject, but we didn't really d- touch on it. Yet. But I'm just going to throw it out there. We could talk about it another time. Do have you guys had any ghost experiences? You guys heard basically all of mine, which isn't that big of a deal.
2: I've always wanted to see a ghost. I've never, um, i've I've never experienced anything. There was there was one time. Um, a family member had passed away and we were in the car and we were talking about that family member and we were talking about that family member smoking and then all of a sudden we smelled smoke in the car, like both of us, Kelly and I at the same time. And we're out in the country and it was the freakiest thing. We, we, We were both like, you smell that? And it was just that... That is the only hmm. time in my, that was, you know, a few years ago, that was the only time in my entire life I've ever experienced any kind of paranormal activity, but I've always wanted to see a ghost. Wow.
1: Well, let summer you guys come and wow. spend a week in here. Cool.
2: <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome.
0: I'm definitely going to do that <laughs> as I shake my head now. <laughs> 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 Yeah, that's not how you invite somebody to help. Ha- Maybe that's your ploy to get people not to actually come to your house. You're like, "Oh, it's great! You are gonna love it up here. It's beautiful. We've got so ghosts many everywhere. There's dead children all over the place. Come on, <laughs> hang out for the
1: weekend." <laughs> oh, oh, <man. laughs> There's dead children all over the place. <laughs> There's plenty of room to roam. Anyway, around. Uh,
2: <laughs>
1: anyway, David. Oh, uh, hey guys!
2: I about? made a half round table. Um, <laughs> the table looks really good is it a, oh, is it a spooky half round table uh, no it, 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 not at all unfortunately it looks uh it, it's got some cnc inlay and it looks like an orange slice
1: it looks really beautiful and that apron that it, you were it concerned really about nice. really came out not nice. you made it bigger i presume
2: yeah yeah um it uh i'm there was some frustrating parts about it and i was like ah, i just can't wait for this project to be done with but uh, as soon as i put a coat of um, polyurethane on it. I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is nice. This is gonna be great. So Kelly has not seen it yet, but it is getting moved into the house today to shoot the opening and, and final shots. <clears throat> There's a good basically it's a half of an oval that's gonna sit up against the wall. And so the front part of it is curved. There's no bending. We just chopped up thick pieces of of walnut and on the bandsaw and made the made the curved front.
1: It was very classic. Came out, very classic came out really look. good
2: yeah I um uh <clears throat> excuse me Dan was here for a couple days of the of the shots and then I finished it up when he wasn't here and I sent him a photo on the uh, uh via text and he's like so there's three pieces in the front that separate the four legs and he pointed out two of the pieces he's like I love the grain match on those two pieces because they were cut from one long piece of walnut. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, that was not uh, intentional, but that looks great. And then I, (laughs) now that I look at it, the third piece should actually be the first piece, and then they would all flow uh, correctly. But they, but they don't. So um, take take it apart. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll see yeah uh so i i haven't the video's not out yet correct no no it should come out on friday the day this podcast
0: comes cool. out how did you do the the kind of interior part of
2: the orange slices like is that a is that a veneer is that an inlay well it's what it's a um it's an inlay so the the top is seven eighths inch thick walnut and i got that new stepcraft cnc and i just cut out a um quarter inch deep pocket and then put those in there like uh gotcha um the video like that's just like a very very brief part of the video because i didn't want it to be about cnc stuff so it's mostly about building the the tapered legs and the and the curve front and stuff so very cool
0: yeah it looked looked really nice so you're happy with it because i know last time you talked about it you were just not settled with
2: it. yeah I'm i'm happy with it now it it came out came out really good good awesome! Yeah, I, uh, I, 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 it's, uh, it's, it's not a, like a normal Petuchio piece. It looks a little bit more um, Victorian-ish, sort of. Not really, but sort of. And so Kelly hasn't seen it yet, and I don't know if it's going to fit into our, uh, our, the decor in the house. So I gave her the out. Like you can hate it; it's not a big deal. We'll just make a new one down in down the road or buy one from Ikea mm. or something. So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> I was thinking the other day, I was wondering
0: about, because I hadn't heard you mention the go-kart stuff lately. And I know your kind of season is over and everything, but you had a lot of plans for this coming winter and all the stuff that you were going to do. Have you gotten started on any of that stuff or have a plan for the, the engine?
2: I So the engine, I, I do. I, I've, I've got all the parts that I need. So the Harbor Freight sells these, um, 212 CC motors and they sell two versions of it. And one is a Hemi head and one is a non Hemi head. And basically the stores don't know which version of the motor they're going to get. They just get it and they sell it and they sell them both at the same price. Basically they the, they take up the same spot on the shelf. It's just whatever they get, they get. And for the go-karting stuff, the Hemi-head version of the motor is the sought-after one. So I've been going to Harbor Freight once a week for like six weeks, hoping to, to find this Hemi-head version. And they finally got some in. So I bought a couple of them. And uh, so I have those motors and I've got all the parts that I need. And I think what's going to happen in, instead of me just doing the motor build over two days, I'm going to do like, Oh, we've got an hour or so between while glue is drying, Dan, let's shoot us removing the governor. And then maybe the next week we'll do one more thing in it. And so over the winter, I'll I'll do the whole build. And then I think the idea is to, in the spring, after I get the first race in, that could be like the end shot. Like we spent all winter building this motor here. It is and um and there's already a whole bunch of these motor builds on youtube or various parts of it but the thing that really bothers me about the builds is they're very detailed on how to remove this part and how to add this part and how to do all the clearances but nobody really talks about why you replace this part with this part or why you upgrade this and so my video Hmm. is going to be focused more on the why instead of the, like, here's the step-by-step. You need the step-by-step. You can go watch somebody else's video. I want to talk about RPMs and, and horsepower and things like that. So that's the plan.
0: Cool. That's that's cool. I have an idea for your weekly, you know, if you do a little piece at a time. So uh, completely shave now. <laughs> and then yes. And then don't shave until you're done with the motor so that when you get that video, your beard grows from nothing to, like, this crazy long mountain man beard in a single video that'd be awesome
2: I like week to that. week
0: you would never see it in the other videos but
2: that'd be good i, I like That's that good. idea and i always wear basically the same thing i always wear the red sweatshirts in the winter time so we should be good yeah. as i am wearing right now because as soon as we're done with this <laughs> i'm gonna go shoot the intro and the outro to the table bill cool well um let's see what have i been doing what's coming out this
0: week uh bathroom we're doing another bathroom it's been I think two years since we did our master bathroom. And uh, so we ha- we have a uh, another full bath that we're doing, but it's it's more of like a weekend refresh. So instead of gutting anything, we just went in. There was a linoleum on the floor. There's like a plastic uh, shower insert. So instead of removing those, we got this tile that you lay down directly onto. It's like a floating porcelain tile floor. Pretty awesome, actually. Um, and they were the sponsor for the video, but do what? Do grout? Yeah, you still grout it. But it, the tiles like have a kind of tongue and groove thing. So you snap them together. And then you grout in between them and it locks them in place. And it feels exactly like the other tile. And it took way, way less time. Hmm. So we did that. And then we put up, um, had to take down a bunch of uh, old wallpaper, put up this kind of peel and stick wallpaper stuff on a wall, kind of an accent wall. And it actually went, it was a frustrating thing to put up in the moment. But all said and done, it didn't take very much time. It turned out pretty good. And then I swapped out some light fixtures and painted and you know, just did some stuff. But it was a refresh, but the bathroom looks entirely different and way more modern. So pretty happy with how that turned out. Family's enjoying it. And that's coming out this week. And then we've been working on stuff for next week. That's where all of our time has been. I was talking about molding and casting last week. All of that has been part of this video that we're working on for next week, which is almost finished, and I'm really happy with it. You guys saw the little piece of it. I
2: can't believe we can't talk about it.
0: Yeah, I know. We'll talk about it next week. Ah, It's so good. (laughs) You guys are
2: in for a treat when you watch this video.
0: I just hope people get to the end of it. That's the thing. Like, it... The subject matter of the video may not be interesting enough to draw people in to watch till the very end, which is where the really fun part is going to be, so... If you're listening to this, make sure you watch that
2: whole video. Don't skip to the end. Watch the whole video. You have to buzzfeed Thanks. the title. You won't believe what happens at the end.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. true. How, how did you? You got a boo boo on your forehead. Did it happen during uh, the filming of that last? <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> I, I have got a little boo scratch, cuts across my forehead um, that Josh caused. Yeah. And Josh is I looking that, at us. But I, yeah, he's looking over my shoulder. But I absolutely told him to do the thing that he did for this. It's just part of the. It. He didn't do anything you
1: wrong. You got. You got to watch. Yeah. You got to watch
0: to the yeah, end. You got to watch to see
1: to the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: <laughs> to the end, all the way through. Do we see blood? The end. Uh, no. You can't see it. It didn't start bleeding until after. All right. And now
1: it's like all. So in the scabby. after. In the after video, so you got to watch to the end, and then in the,
0: <laughs> the blooper reel. You're wiping the blood up. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was a lot of fun, though. I'm really excited about that one. And so, you know, now we're making plans for the next few weeks and figuring out what to do. I'm trying to coming up with an idea for a um, uh, like a pottery studio for my wife. She does pottery and she hasn't been able to do it for a while. Her friend who had a studio that she learned from, she used to go over there and they would throw pots together and stuff. And her friend, his, her husband was in the military. They moved away. So she just hasn't had a place to go to really do it. And she can kind of do it in the garage here, um, but it's messy and, you know, it's like you can't leave all your stuff out and all that. So we've been talking for a while about building her a pottery studio. So right now we're trying to find a place in our backyard that makes sense to actually put it to where it's not in the way of the view and it's not, you know, too close to the, where the kids play and it's not to this and it has power and it has water and it has, you know, so we're trying to find that location and design something that can fit and look really nice back there. So that's where, um, the current, my brain is currently working on that, you know, trying to get all the pieces together for building a structure, like on a foundation and stuff, which is cool because I I didn't really think about this when we started planning this, but it's, excuse me, it's, prepping my brain for the A-frame, which I don't know when we're going to get to, but I still, it's something I still definitely want to do, but it's prepping my brain for like order of operations for building a structure from the ground up, you know, just the the foundation and then the framing and then the sheeting and then all the, the roof and the order of getting the structure of the roof there and then all of the layers that it needs to be waterproof and all that stuff. I've never done that before, so it's forcing me to think through that and at least get that timeline in my head for a different project so that when I look at the A-frame to actually jump into it, I know, you know, kind of what to expect. It'll be a bigger scale obviously, but the process will be the same, I believe. Um, So with this little studio, we're going to start out and probably make it uh, just a, just a building. It's not going to have any power in it so that we can, but it will eventually have power and water initially we don't want to do that so that we don't have to get any permits pulled for it because it's under the square footage of having to get a building permit. So I just want to get the structure up, leave it unfinished on the inside, and then come back and get electrical permitting to add all electrical. And then we're going to have to figure out how to get water to it, uh, which is probably going to be pretty difficult, so we may not exactly sure how we're going to do that. But anyway, it's a lot of new things for me to think through, and so we're trying to figure that out. And even when you get something like that designed you have the interior needs that you're trying to work around you have the exterior look that you want to try to fit and then getting it positioned on our property in a way that doesn't like interfere with anything else and that's placement and angle and then we have wind that blows across the property in in really strong occasionally in one direction and so we have to make sure that it's not facing that to it you know to its own detriment we don't want to like have it lift or have it rip the roof off or anything like that. So it's a lot of stuff to kind of think through, but it's a new challenge. So that's where that's where we're kind of at now, uh, trying to plan that for the next month or What two, is
1: or how one, square how many length by width is the floor plan on that?
0: It's very small. I mean it's it's kind of a small shed. Uh, it's probably the pad or the the foundation is probably gonna be ten by ten, with the building only being seven feet deep of that. So it's gonna have a little three foot kind of deck on the front of it like just where you could sit Um, so it'll be kind of a 7 by ten, eight by 10 shed something like that and in most places that I've seen and this is a different state to state but at least in Kentucky you don't have to get a building permit for a structure under 200 square feet so you know you have a, a 10 by 20 thing that you can make which is a pretty good size that's that's a little bit bigger than a one car garage so you can make that without having to get a building permit here you know and there may be some things about the type of foundation that you're putting it on that may change that i'm not sure but i was looking that up the other day cuz i wanted to make sure that you know we are not overstepping like what what's the biggest we could make it without having to go that route because that route while it's important and makes sense it also slows the entire process down And so when it comes to building something for YouTube where there's sponsors involved, having to wait on a permitting person to come, you know, check off the the different times and if there's something you have to fix and all that. So
1: yeah, trying to avoid that. The good thing about East Durham where I lived is no building codes. You do need to get a permit, but you basically could draw a picture on a match, match book cover and say, this is what I'm going to build. And then they give you a permit. It's very, very <laughs> lackadaisical here. Where, like, neighboring towns, mm. things are extremely complicated. So, I tell anybody that wants to move to a place where it's easy to build something, move to East Durham. Hmm.
0: And that could be why there have been so many people who have died in terrible buildings <laughs> and just fallen down on them. Maybe that's why your property yeah, is so, yeah. so busy yeah. with
1: ghosts. <laughs> Everyone's got two <laughs> by fours in their head. <laughs>
0: Anyway, so that's what I've been up to. Um, Did we have a a thing we kind of wanted to go through today?
1: Well, we were just, I was just talking about how to keep self motivated while I was on my trip because there was plenty of downtime. And I was able to put out two videos while I was there. And uh, I did collect a lot of footage for an an eventual blog that I will do, a vlog. But keeping motivated with a little bit of downtime. I, I, I tried to exercise as much as I possibly could because I found myself like being kind of like in lockup and plenty of downtime to do nothing. Cause I don't have tools around me. I can't legitimately use the, the workshop at the show because it's just, it's not, it's not available to me. Like they would, they would turn cameras off. They'd be like, okay, that's a, that's a wrap for today. And then within minutes, the guys are there wrapping the shop up because the shop got a big giant black tarp on it every night, so that in case it rained. So the mm. the the art department would bring out this tremendous tarp, and they would be wrapping the tarp while I'm in there fiddling around with my last CNC project or working on that leather project that I did. And like they would leave like one drape open, they'd be like, "Jimmy, five minutes, and we're going to close it." I'm like, "All right, all right," because it's still like a little bit of daylight I could use. <laughs> So, but, uh, so I go home at maybe sometimes seven o'clock at night and I would, I was going for long walks too. I'd go for these two and three mile walks in, uh, in Burbank just to keep busy. And then also always trying to come up with that magical invention, that one invention that's going to set me free, you know, like the, 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 the one thing that's going to The OptiGrab. Yeah, the OptiGrab. Just always thinking of like the OptiGrab and I'd be like, all right, I got like three hours to do nothing. So I'm going to go for a long walk and I'm going to come up with my OptiGrab on that walk. And I've come up, I actually invented like five or six things while I was away. Nothing's really flushed out. I got one stupid little invention, which I can show you guys. I'll show you in the after show. Mm. Um, I can show you it's, yeah, I, I actually was going to, I was going to, sh- I'm going to sneak it into my stories in the next couple of days and see if anybody notices it. Cause it's something that like, looks like it's always been there. And, and the, so I, I got to go visit these guys that I talked about before the workshop for warriors and they have a factory associated with workshop for warriors where they train people and the factory creates things that they make. They generate income and the income is used to, to put people through training. And by the way, actually, uh, I could, I can give you to put in the link. I'm still promoting uh, the 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 fundraiser they're doing, so I'll, I'll put the link in there. We're trying to raise fifty thousand dollars to put two vets through the four month program. But I still have to I have to talk about that today on Instagram. Um, long story short, while I visited that factory, I always said if I could find a partnership with a factory that. I can work with, I could then brainstorm ideas. And when I found these guys, the second week I was there, it gave me that motivation to use my downtime. It's a long roundabout way to get to it, but I used that motivation to be like, okay, now I, I could design with confidence in the way that I know that, that the veterans could build this or they could make this so I could work with them. It's not like sending something to a factory in China where the communication is, it's difficult. It's not like you could sit down or you can just open up Skype and work it out with them. You I mean, you can do that, but anything you do in China, you got to remember, you're going to get back a sample in two weeks or three weeks. Or you're going to, when you ultimately make your product, it's going to come in like 60 days. If you make something in an American factory or, on, you know, on the, on the, in the United States, you get a FedEx the next day. comes right away. So there's that, there's a little bit of that like sense of relief like knowing that if i go forward with any of these inventions i come up with, will it's it's a smoother transition to a product it's that's a long story but so i guess i'm going to open the question to you guys how how what do you do to keep motivated like i said i've always had i had my notebook and i had exercise those were the two things that i really tried to keep at at the ready
2: one of the things to keep motivated is to develop like uh, and I'm I'm super lucky to be in this position but to develop work that mo- automatically motivates me but that brings this huge struggle that I deal with and I have been for for years and I'm not saying this I'm not asking for advice cuz I know what the what the fix is but um I find myself like you know, when, when we do the January first podcast every year, I'm like, this is going to be the year where I do the thing that's different, and I'm going to uh, learn new things. And um, but I find myself always falling back to making the projects and making the videos that I know will work and that I know will pay the bills, because mm. um, it's safe. I and right. and safe is not exciting, and safe doing the same safe thing over and over again for years you lose that motivation. So I need to sprinkle in the non-safe things more, but it's hard. It's hard to get over that hump to do that.
1: Well, you, you um, totally, like, if we go back and look, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just have you look in the mirror. You learned welding, which is something you put off for so long and, you, and you've right, basically right. mastered it. And you, you tickled the idea of doing go-karts and now you're making go-karts. So you do, <laughs> do that. You really do step outside your comfort zone. So uh, don't uh, and, don't beat you, yourself uh, up that you don't because you really do. You, you, I think mm. you're right.
2: I think um, I think my vision, the end goal, is different than what I'm doing now, and it always feels like maybe I'm not hitting that end goal. I really want to. Um, I, I want. I, I don't always identify myself as a woodworker or as a maker. I want to identify myself as an artist and. I think anybody can call themselves an artist and and that's totally fine, but how I see what an artist is, I'm not quite there yet and though i so and since I'm not there, I think that's the that's the pressure that I'm putting on me so what's interesting to me about that
0: about hearing you say that about yourself and about you on the January first show always talking about like I want to be this thing, and you say you haven't gotten there. But I think as soon as you ever get there, anytime you've ever gotten there, you immediately think, oh, well, there's another there I need to get to. Mm -hmm. And so you're looking at this like this end goal, like I, I need to get to that point, then it's all good. And you're intentionally chasing a moving target, whether you know it or not, which is good. I mean, that's what drives you to continually do new things. And so I think it's I would encourage you in that your pursuit of that thing is the thing itself not getting to a point to where now I know these skills and now I mm-hmm. have this output and now I have this. The fact that you're always trying to become something different than you are or add things to what you are. I yeah. mean, that says a lot about what an artist actually is. In my opinion, it's not about like, well, now I know how to paint <laughs> and now I know how to sculpt. And now I know how that makes it like the you know, eternal it's-
1: search that is almost never satisfied. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you can take that in a couple of different ways. Like each person could say, I'm never satisfied, so I'm never going to be satisfied. Or I'm never satisfied with my knowledge, and so I'm just going to keep chasing it. I'm going to keep learning. I'm going to yeah. keep pushing. And I think yeah. that's what you do. So I guess and I'm disagreeing to encourage you
2: <laughs> in <laughs> <Yeah>. a way. <laughs> it's, 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 maybe, um, it's maybe that I'm thinking so far out ahead that I am not mm-hmm. seeing uh, – I, I'm not inching closer to that thing since that since the goalposts are always being moving, and so sometimes that is the thing that makes me not motivated to keep doing the thing because I'm not reaching, I'm not no. getting closer yeah. to that goal. But I mean, right? I and I completely understand. Exact, I know exactly what I need to do. I just need to do the projects that are going to excite me, that are going, that's going to motivate me. That's and. You you just don't you all or for me I'm always going back like oh let's let's make a woodworking project that's uh, because this is I know how to do this I know exactly how long it's going to take me to make this table and you know it's
1: it's safe. Dave, if somebody described to you a person that he's a filmmaker, he's a race car driver, he fabricates his own race cars, builds his own furniture, makes his own music. Does all his own graphic design. If somebody described that person to you, what would you say? You would say, "Wow, that guys, that it, dude's pretty cool. <laughs> that person's pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah. He's <laughs> probably a really good artist." <laughs> You're I'm talking and yeah, uh, about you, Dave. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> oh!
2: So, so,
1: oh, mind blown. So, how do you Seriously keep that person though, motivated then? He just he just he has to keep searching for the eternal satisfaction of being an artist. And I like like Bob said, I think it's a good thing keeps you moving because one day when you go yeah that's it i wrote the best song you're just gonna like throw your keyboard out in the street like mm. that's it i'm done like that's never gonna happen
2: right, right right
0: that's a good point and and i think like a couple of things with you know you talking about having to do or doing the woodworking projects there is the adult part of all of us that says and i think this is a good thing i don't think this is a bad thing that says i want to be x But to be X, to have the freedom to be X eventually, I also have to be Y once a month or on occasion Mm -hmm. to get income, to pay the bills so that I can go be an artist that's not going to necessarily pay the bills for a while. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I wouldn't be hard on yourself from like, I'm doing these things that I know are not really the end goal. They are steps in the right direction. They are enabling you to be able to explore the things that you want to explore. I mean, I go through the same thing. I don't really think of myself as an artist. I don't have the pursuit of wanting to be an artist. I've got other things that I care about and I want to become. And sometimes that means I have to renovate a bathroom for a video, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like a couple of times every couple of years I have to <laughs> renovate a bathroom To It's a thing that is not necessarily as exciting but it is something I need, it serves a purpose and it pushes the ball further down the field so that I can do the video that we're doing next week which won't make any money, but was so much fun and people enjoyed everybody that's seen it. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's a trade off and being the adults there to go between those two things is, I think it's just part of it. That's a wise way to go about being an artist Hmm. versus I'm not going to like get a job. I'm just going to sit in my corner and paint all the time because that's what I care about. Well, that's not going to last real long because you haven't built an infrastructure under it, you know? So that's not what you're doing. So, um, What were we talking about? Uh, Oh, yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The motivation thing.
0: Yeah. So for me, motivation, I I thought of a little bit about this, like while you guys were talking. And I know that I've constantly brought up the schedule of what we do being kind of a sore spot for me. It's like this, like a necessary thing. I just heard the Wilhelm scream behind me. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, Did you? I I I can't ask. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Maybe in the after show. Maybe we can talk about that. Um, th- what was I saying? The, the, <laughs> the, the time thing, the structure, the the schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the schedule is a hassle. It is a thing that I, I want to free myself from. But in thinking and listening to you guys and thinking about it, that is also a thing that forces me to come up with ideas. It forces me to fill the weeks of – I could easily um, say, like, well – Okay, so I'm, I'm working on this Arduino project right now. This thing, I've been working on it on and off for three weeks. And as of yesterday, it still doesn't work. And it doesn't work because I, don't, I just can't find the right parts to fit together. They all have some incongruent thing, technology piece. I could just put my head down and work on this until it works and order more parts and get the pieces plugged together and just focus on this so that eventually I can do this video or I can have something to put out every single week. This is going to take 10 times as long because I have to work on this around everything else. But I realized that having to put something out every week is forcing me to say, well, like this thing's going to have to wait. Not that I'm not going to do it, I'm not throwing it away, but it's going to have to wait because I have to come up with something for next week and I have to come up with something for the next week and plan ahead and keep myself organized and motivated to be able to you know just keep the stream coming and then these ideas that don't really fit in that fall behind a little bit but they're they're like R2D2 there's just nagging thing that I care about that I really want that I want to do but it's it's still kind of nagging and it's just kind of there but I think if I were to just be Mm, I can't think of another word other than self-indulgent. I don't think that's it. But like to say R2-D2, I'm going to do R2-D2 until it's done. I wouldn't put out any videos for like two or three months because that's all I would do. And it doesn't, the work that goes into something like that doesn't create an equivalent amount of output. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's There's labor. Like we were talking about this, uh, me and the guys were talking about this with the pottery studio. There's a lot of framing. There's a lot of foundation work. And the amount of physical time that you have to put in to do that does not equate the same amount or a, a, an equivalent amount of content. It just oh, doesn't. Yeah. And so you have to figure out how to, how do I do this amount of work and get the most out of it without just having like a 20 minute framing video? Cause that's, that's not there. So I think the schedule for me is one of the ways that even though I kind of hate it, <laughs> it it forces me to just constantly be like, well, I got I to gotta come up with something. Like, what's a problem I can solve? What's a thing that's interesting? What's a, a material we've never really used or a process we've never used? And so I'm looking for ways to fill in the schedule, which, I mean, honestly can have its downsides. You know, you can like just try to fill the schedule with something that's not really that interesting just to have something on the schedule. So that's a, a trap I have to keep myself from. But for me, I find that I don't really have idle time. And I think I don't have idle time because I insist on keeping that schedule kind of full. You know what I mean? So I'm always just doing something to have something ready for the next week. Or what weeks, if
1: you so. found yourself traveling like I did recently? Like, How, what, how would you find it, just the, that motivation to every day to day to day? What would you do with your your empty space, so to speak?
0: I think I think the time that I've the times that I have done that, obviously I haven't traveled in a really long time, but I think when I wrote my book, it was it only existed because I was in that position. I was stuck on a plane and so that entire book was written just in airports and on planes because that's when I was idle and I didn't have I didn't have any reason not to do it. Right. You know, if I'm in the shop, like I have a million reasons not <laughs> to sit down and write. Yeah. And so I'm not going to. But when that's all I had, that's what I
2: did. The, that interruption is always a good motivator for me. So uh, when we used to be able to travel and go on these trips, <clears throat> I went through this phase every time. This, uh, uh, there was the excitement of, oh, I get to go to California or New York or wherever I'm going to go, and then when you get closer, like two weeks from that trip, <laughs> then you're like, this yeah. is a <laughs> terrible time. I've got so much to do, and then you are you are there and you're like this is so worth it this is so much fun but that interruption to that daily task like just re-energizes me and i I, and i can't wait to get back into the shop because i missed the thing that i've I've been doing and there was this week where i couldn't do that thing so an interruption is a very good motivator for me
0: Hmm. so i've been doing the last i don't know a couple of months um We've been trying to do kind of a work from home day for the other two guys, and we decided on, it's moved around the week, but we decided on Fridays now, so that, you know, Anthony takes editing and footage management that he has to do, and he takes that home and works on it from home. Josh does, like, video preparation and social media stuff, and whatever he has to do, he does it from home, and that leaves me here by myself during a work day, which is different than being here, I mean, I'm at my house all the time. (laughs) But it's different than being here on the weekend when I need to not work. I need to be with my family and I need to be outside. And, you know, so being here on a Friday is this, it's turned into a time where I want to break out of the schedule requirements and work on R2D2 or work on this Arduino project or go through email or organize a thing that's just never priority. And so it's kind of like that. Like you're saying, like being an interruption. It's an intentional. I'm going to interrupt my schedule to do the stuff that never quite fits in the schedule. And so far, I've done a pretty bad job at that, to be <laughs> honest. Because <laughs> every Friday ends up being like, uh, well, you know, the kids are still in school and they need help, and so like I'll go up and help with math or something, and then we have errands to run, and so I'll end up going to the grocery store and I'll do this, and so like my free Friday ends up being. Where I catch up on a lot of other stuff, and so I end up having a couple of hours on Friday, and then this big pile of email is laying there, <laughs> you know, and I have to go through that. But I think the idea is sound. Bob prints out all his it. emails, by the way, and so it piles up on yeah. his desk. Yeah, it's just this huge pile of paper. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the idea is sound to where you build in part of your scheduled week, or your not not scheduled. Like people have expectations of you all the time, all throughout the week. And to carve out a little piece of your actual working time that says, like, this is just for me to get this stuff done that I want to do, that I feel is necessary, that doesn't necessarily produce income or make anybody else happy or, you know what I mean? And And for me, that's been, what little I've done of it so far has been good for giving my mind a break from the self-imposed schedule stuff. And it makes that, the motivation kind of come back. So, I'm agreeing with what you're saying, but I'm just saying that's kind of how I work that into my week rather than it just being when I go to California. Speaking of, is there a word for that feeling that you described? Because <laughs> I, I feel the exact same thing where you're like, sweet, I get to go to California. Sweet, I get to go to England. Week or two before, you're like, oh, man, I really don't want to go on this trip. I just, I just, I don't have time. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do this. And then you get on the plane or you get off the plane and you're like, oh, this is great. I don't know why I didn't want
2: to do this. Right,
0: right. There's got to be a word for that. If not, we should make one up. All right. I feel that every time I travel.
2: Uh, So, uh, two other things. Commitment regret?
1: Commitment (laughs) regrettable (laughs) commitment?
2: A couple things uh, that really, really motivates me is deadlines. Like, if you're working on either a personal project or a work project, having A deadline is a great motivator because otherwise you might find yourself like, oh, I need to think about this a little bit more. But a deadline will force you to not think about it and just do. Um, And then um, having people rely on me. So when Dan comes Mm. here once, sometimes twice a week, I need to be ready to do something. Otherwise, I'm paying him to sit around and and tell stories. So having somebody rely on you can be a great motivator. So with the
0: deadline thing, do you, can you impose deadlines on yourself or do you feel like they need to be more, are they more effective if somebody else they're, like they're outside of you is waiting?
2: Definitely more effective if somebody else is, is putting that on me. And for yeah. me, it's sponsors, but I think that's the, that's the trick with whatever you're doing. You have to, you have to figure out cause everybody's unique and everybody's an individual. You have to figure out that thing that's going to motivate you that that's going to be the hard deadline.
0: I think I kind of have something similar along the deadline thing, but it's maybe a little more uh, dramatic. And I don't want to sound dramatic when I say this, but I have a tendency to look at my life, even the future of my life, and be like, this is going to be gone pretty quickly. Like, we don't really have that much time when it comes down to it. And there's a billion things that I want to do. There's a billion things I want to learn. I want to try. I want to give it a shot. I don't want to be like a pro at any of it. That's not the point. It's just I don't want to run out of time to where I never got to try to do that that thing. You know what I mean? And I guess that's good and bad. But the good part of it is that it makes me in the moment be like, I can't just sit here. I can't just throw my time away. Of course, I rest. I play video games. I spend time with my family. I do those things. But when I put my head down to be productive, I can't just throw it away because I know that all of those moments are opportunities for me to get through the stuff that I want to try, the things that I want to be able to do while I'm capable and while I'm able and while I have the means and while I can get around well enough. I mean, like my feet hurt. and If they hurt now... (laughs) They're going to hurt more later. So like I got to take advantage of, you know, like what I've got when I have it. And I think that probably pushes me a little bit more to just, I don't know, just be useful. <laughs> like make the most of, of the, the the moments that I have when I have them and not just be like, well, it'd be nice one of these days to get to the thing. No, like I got to get to the thing. I got to get to the thing so I can do it and then get to the next thing and keep trying that and I, maybe that's motivation through just like realizing mortality I don't know like I said I'm not trying to be dramatic about it but it we, we really don't have much time and we don't know how much time we have and I want to use it as best as I can even if that means just like cramming in a little silly project here and there to get it done to give it a shot to try it you know while I have the chance the end everything else past
1: that yeah no that's but. it i i had a little sense of panic on monday when i got back and i well i spent monday basically paying all the bills that i didn't pay online while i was away so just mm. going through and making sure all my insurance policies didn't get canceled because i was like you know <laughs> croaching in on the uh the due date they remind you they're like we are going to cancel your thing if you don't pay us on the due date and then when you mm-hmm. get to the due date and they're like we are still going to cancel you if you don't pay by this date. Anyway, that's a whole nother conversation for a different podcast. <laughs> mm. Insurance companies. Oh, We already did that. We should do one about insurance sometime. I, That'd be fine. I,
2: so, can I? This just blew my mind. I just got an email, um, and, I, and I'm not going to mention any names, but it's like the subject of the email is uh, um, potential sponsorship for make something, and I click on the link, and it is an insurance company. Yeah, that once. <laughs> <laughs> like w- and this just came through minutes ago. Like, what if this would have came through while we were talking about insurance last week? That would have that would have just mm. blew my mind. So
1: crazy balls. So what I was gonna say was after I did all my mail and paid my late insurance bills, I. I got a little panicky. And so that's when I really, like, I had to like, okay, what is the game plan? What am I going to make the next seven days be about? And I made the decision to say, you know what, we need product for the website. So me and Aaron are going to just start jamming up product for the website. And, you know, we got this new knife coming up. So I got to work on that. So anyway, every now and again, I get a little panicky. And panicky is good because it gives you a good game plan. And that's what you're talking about, Bob, being panicky a little bit
2: just a little I bit i think yeah yeah it's a it's a really good point I know we're getting uh to an hour here but that's a really good point so i panic that this youtube thing is not going to be here forever and so like what jimmy's doing is he's you know he's got five backups ready to go like you're selling products you're developing these other things and and uh and that's what i've been working on as, as well and it's just like that knowing like this isn't going to be here forever is a motivation. Might as well do what I need to do mm. now.
1: By the yeah. way, about a week ago, did you guys notice YouTube was shut off for about three hours? I did because yeah. Twitter went nuts. Yeah, I I was I was in my dressing room and I opened my phone. I'm like, and I immediately was like, room. in my trailer. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was, was in my dressing room, and I immediately was like oh no, I did something wrong. I've gotten signed out. I signed myself out. I did something wrong to my YouTube account. Like I clicked the wrong, I'm always, mm. I'm so afraid. Like I don't want to change the heading. I don't want to change the title. I don't, I'm always afraid I'm going to like hit the wrong button. Because about five years ago, I had a video up. I was getting, it was big for me five or six years ago to have a video that hit 75,000 views in like a day. It's like five years ago. And I was fiddling around with the analytics and I deleted it. I deleted a video with seventy five thousand views, <laughs> and like there huh. was no warning. It was like I just hit the button, and it's like it's gone. I think YouTube has now put them like, "Are you sure?" Like they didn't have the "Are you yeah. sure," and it was gone. And so I I, I re uploaded the video, which was like only a day or two old, and I got all my views back. Uh, you know, over time but it was like a panic and now I'm always afraid I'm going to delete the channel. So anyway, so that day that there was it's like videos aren't loading right now. I thought I did something wrong. And then I got home and then on the server on the on the on the what do you call it? On the internet on the computer it also wasn't loading. So I was like I definitely did something wrong. So then I went into uh Google Chrome where I don't have any password saved And I went to YouTube with no sign-in Just generic YouTube And it's, then that's when I realized it didn't work And that's when I was like, okay Then I went to Twitter, and Twitter's like, Google, YouTube's mm-hmm. not working So I was like, okay, it's not me But I was like, I just destroyed my account I somehow deleted it <laughs> so I pocket-dialed and destroyed my account I don't know, anyway
0: There's some <laughs> random phone number that you can call That will automatically delete YouTube. <laughs> that would be terrible <laughs>
2: No,
1: like I I, all the time, I don't, I never put my screen lock on. I put my phone in my pocket. The other night, I I texted an old buddy and I was outside a restaurant saying goodbye to a friend. And then that buddy's in my pocket screaming and I pull it out of my, pull my phone out of my pocket. And there's my buddy like on the screen going, dude, you just, Pocket FaceTimed me. I'm like, what's up? He's like, I guess I was just figuring I was waiting for you to look at your phone again so I could say hi. <laughs> I keep figuring it out. <laughs> <It's>
2: like... <laughs> so, anyway. I remember uh, the social media Google Plus. Do you remember, do you remember their version oh, yeah. of, of Facebook? Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. But I better not delete my Google Plus account because I don't know if it'll
1: delete my YouTube. Yeah, Yeah. remember when you had to merge them about six years ago? And it's just like I didn't, I I didn't want to. I didn't know what to do. I just was frozen. I didn't know what to do. I had no idea what to do, and I never did it. So I don't know what ultimately happened. But
0: they got rid of it anyway. It didn't make any difference. Anyway, we're rambling. We're over an hour. Uh, Let me thank our Patreon supporters so we can get to the after show because you had something you were going to tell us in the after show. Uh, Big thanks to everybody that helps us out on Patreon. I got an email uh, from a company that wanted to sponsor the show. It is a pretty reputable company the other day, but like podcast sponsorships go, it would not have been like worthwhile money wise. And it was really nice to respond to them and be like, you know, we're completely Patreon supported. We have an awesome group of people. No, thank you which I didn't tell you two about, but it, don't worry, it wasn't anything big. <laughs> <laughs> but big thanks to everybody that helps us out over there. Uh, we got some top supporters. I always like to call out Corey Ward, Albers Woodworks, Works by Solo, Chad from Maincrafting. You Can Make This Too, Fun Kiss, Artistic Creations, Blondie Hacks, Rich <clears> at <throat> Lowen Designs, Make, Shape, Create, and Odin Leather Goods.
1: Thank you, everybody. There's a
0: whole list of other people that also help us out, and we're really grateful for everybody. Thank you. So if you want to get the after show... All I got to do is go to patreon.com slash making it.
1: Can I? I we just want to vent, I was going to vent one little frustration. Uh, although nobody who wants who should hear this will hear it. But these podcast companies <laughs> that contact all three of us and say sponsorship, and then they lay out some complicated uh, trigonometry yeah. thing about how we'll get paid <laughs> is ridiculous. These podcasting companies that want to say, oh, well, you know, if you do this, you'll get this many CPM. I just want to do a job and get paid for it. Imagine putting like a closet in somebody's house and saying and the owner says well now if, if 75 people stop and look at it, I will pay you the full amount. But if only 50% of the people come and look at it I'm only going to pay you this much. Yeah. You want to advertise on this show? Offer me a number. Don't give me the CPM <laughs> stuff. You're contacting us. You already have a, a, an interest in what we do. That is it. One person on our podcast could spend a million dollars on your product, and that would be worth whatever giant fee we give you. Mm. We're never giving anybody a fee because we're completely fan-funded. But that's what drives me crazy about, why is it the podcasting world has these crazy algorithms to get paid? Whereas on YouTube, it's like, you want this much money? You get that much money, you make that video. You want to build a closet for somebody? You get paid, you get that podcasting it's like oh well if 35 people listen to it between sunday and monday and it's like no get lost with your <laughs> trigonometry <laughs> advertising formula
2: yeah yeah you, you tell them oh grumpy jimmy you tell them welcome to our new crazy. podcast where jimmy just rants
1: no i think that Rant, a really good insane. podcast how many how many emails bob <laughs> do you get about podcasts and then, yeah, we get a lot, and, yeah. and they all have this like laid out formula that they think is attractive. It's unbe- drives <laughs> me insane. Never mind, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: uh, now that people know what they're going to get in the after show, I'm sure they're going to want to go to patreon.com/slash/making <laughs> <beachcons.com laughs> it. I'm just kidding. He usually doesn't rant in the after show. thought about that anyway. <laughs> <That's> um, <it. laughs> big thanks to everybody for for that over there. And, uh, oh, yeah, we got to recommend stuff. Do you guys yeah. have anything to recommend?
2: I do. Uh, there okay, is this channel. It's one of my favorite music channels. It's called Polyphonic, and it's usually hmm. story-based. Um, really good. And he just did a video called The 27 Club, uh, colon, mental illness and art. And um, many of you probably already know what The 27 Club is is, but if you don't, it's like famous rock stars dying at the age of 27. Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison, Kurt Cobain, uh, Amy Winehouse. Um, And he's been making videos for years, and he talks about why he's been putting off this video since it's such a a low-hanging fruit. And then he goes in and he talks about his own Mm. experience of his version of fame, of having a big YouTube channel, and it was just a really, really well-done video. Um, about how he related to this this topic so check it out interesting
1: yeah uh while i was away with some of my free time i watched miranda sings a lot you guys you guys know miranda (laughs) sings right miranda sings kind of has like has had like a rebound because i guess her baby is at a certain age where she can go and do miranda sings again but uh i forget colleen bollinger i think is her name she yeah, does Miranda sense. Sings and so look up Miranda Sings. It's like it's like the generation after hours version of like a Monty Python ridiculousness show. It's a comedy show. It's just so ridiculous. Most people know who it is. If you don't know who it is, go look at it up. She's I, I it's the only thing I watch on YouTube where I just sit there and I literally crack up alone. She cracks me up. The facial expressions. Mm. A couple weeks ago she did one where she said she joined a for fans only you know the porn but she didn't realize what it was her whole thing is that she that she fights with the trolls in the comment section so she's like I'm gonna go join this new website called for fans only because it'll be just my fans and she didn't realize that it was porn Uh. (laughs) ah gotcha (laughs) it's so stupid
0: she has 10.9 million subscribers now I'm glad that you enjoy her videos i I don't, personally, (laughs) but 10.9 million subscribers.
2: Wow. Hey, cool pits. Have you guys heard of PewDiePie?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I never watched PewDiePie ever,
2: not
0: once. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Um, Well, mine is uh, actually a a guy, you guys have probably met Zach, but um, his channel is called Bite Size, and he does a lot of... He makes a lot of cool stuff and has a, a lot of experience with CNC and with electronics. He was an electrical engineer. He put out a video recently about making the world's most over-engineered water rocket. And so he took the idea of taking a two-liter bottle and filling it with water and pressurizing it, and then he like, amped it up and made this really cool aluminum machined locking mechanism to hold the bottle and release it with electronics and everything. It turned out really cool. So. Um, Zach's a good guy too hmm. so go check that out alright you guys got anything else for this week
2: not for, not for this part we're of the running, show running
0: long all
1: right I want to talk about we're gonna head on to so. the after show
0: just kidding <clears throat> insurance <laughs> thank you for listening and uh we'll catch you next time
1: love you love you back thank, thank you. you love you bye